Good morning, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another Mindset Central podcast. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Venerina, and today I'm joined by Gareth Davies to bring you a brand new podcast called The Journey Inward. We're going to take you on a soul-searching adventure, but before we start, good morning, Gareth. How are you? Hey, Venerina. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Are you ready for today's podcast? I'm, I'm eager, eager to learn about the journey inward. Excellent. Well, before we go any further, we've got a phrase of the day. And the phrase of the day is, if you believe you can, you will. If you believe you can't, and if you allow others to influence you into thinking you can't, you won't. We're all in the driver's seat when it comes to our own destinies and our own realities. It doesn't matter if our reality, our, our reality doesn't match up with anybody else's. There are multiple and parallel realities. Each one of them is an opportunity for new and different possibilities. Only you can make them endless and infinite, and only we can decide. So what do you have to say about that then, Gareth? I would say, wow. Um, this is something that, you know, for the vast majority of the time I've been on this planet, I was blissfully unaware of. It's only in maybe the past 10 or 15 years that this kind of thinking has uh, emerged in my mind. The kind of uh, you make your own reality, um, you create your own destiny through thought Absolutely. and through action. And, you know, you, you begin with the thought, the, 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 the feeling, the emotion, the thought, and then you, you proceed into action, and then it happens. Absolutely. But where do these beliefs come from? This is the point, because we all grow up with a certain amount of beliefs, don't we? Or a huge amount of beliefs. We believe something or other above something else. And most of the time, we're really reluctant to give up our beliefs. But why is that? Um, I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, when you think about beliefs, I mean, growing up with belief, the beliefs, the beliefs that you have growing up are usually someone else's beliefs, right? That you've been told or taught or conditioned. Um, they're not really your own beliefs. You're basically mouthing the words of others. Absolutely. Teachers, parents, right. um, laws, the way other people behave in society, the way that's not condemned, if you like, the way that's condemned, we have to behave a certain way because otherwise it's frowned upon. Yeah. So we, is it fair to say then that maybe 90% of our beliefs are not actually our own? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. In fact, that's probably a conservative number. Yeah, could be, could be. But the thing is, these beliefs influence us, don't they? They influence yep. everything we do. They influence our thoughts. And like you said, thoughts lead to actions. So therefore, they, they, they influence the way we behave, the way we, we are in society, wouldn't you say? I, I would agree completely, yes. So when we look at these beliefs, why would you think that we're so reluctant to give them up? Um, that's a good question. I, you know, obviously I, I really don't know, but I would speculate and say that, um, you know, growing up, if you grew up in a very religious household or if you grew up in a non-religious household or whatever, wherever you got your basic belief systems from, when they're ingrained at in you in a, in a young age, even when you grow up and you look back and you start thinking for yourself and maybe those beliefs are put into dispute, 
they're still kind of ingrained in you. I mean, I forget who said it, but so somebody in the 19th century was it a, a philosopher or someone said, you know, give me give me a child until he's seven years old, and I'll show you the man. Um, because when you when you're that young and you're that malleable, malleable up until you know you're you're 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. You can condition someone to believe a certain thing, to act a certain way, to be something that otherwise they might not have been. Yeah, um, I would actually go a little step further as well and say that we have emotional attachment. Yes. And this is a big part of why we're reluctant to give up our beliefs. Because if a parent taught us something is right or something is wrong, then why would we argue with that? You right. know, there's the love there, there's the affection for the parent. Yep. And so there's all this emotional attachment to the parent, but to the idea or the concept or the belief that the parent instilled in our mind. Yes. Or we might have a favorite teacher and the teacher taught us something and that became one of our beliefs. And we, we cling to that because it was our favorite teacher. Absolutely, yeah, I would agree completely. There is a, a, a huge emotional component there. Um, also, I think though there's um, an an addictive component there too. We become addicted to our beliefs. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It's and that's you know I think that derives from uh, always wanting to be right. Everybody wants to be right. Nobody wants to be wrong. Everybody wants to appear good and knowledgeable and. Um, with it, if you like. And so even if they're wrong, we cling to these beliefs because we want to be right. We, we want to show something. And I think, you know, this is, this is part of the problem with understanding between cultures, understanding between different nationalities, between uh, different religions. And even within ourselves, we have these conflicts because we try we have a separation between the belief and a new way, a different way that we're reluctant to approach or yeah. reluctant to be open to. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. We're, we're kind of, if, if you have a view that you believe is correct and you've invested a lot of time, a lot of emotion, a lot of energy into that belief... Uh, any alternate views in regard to that belief, you, you block out. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to know about it. You're right. This is the way it is. This is the way reality functions. Everything anyone else has to say, it's like sticking your fingers in your ears, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not listening. Right. Yeah. Right. You don't want to know. Um, and also, don't you ever get the feeling that it's kind of like with some people, I'm not saying all, I'm not saying it's a general rule, but with some people it's, it's mine. Mm. And you can't take it away from me. Right. You can take anything else away from me. Everything that's physical, you can take, you can even take my life, but you will never take away my belief. Right. Right. Even, because it's even, mine. Yeah. But even though in reality, if you were to dig deeper, you'd find that that belief that they cherish so dearly isn't in fact their belief at all. It's somebody else's. Exactly. Somebody else's exactly. belief. Exactly. And how many times have we seen beliefs be changed overnight? I mean... All we have to do is look in the media, isn't it? Today's diet, you yeah. know, today's fad diet is <laughs> right, right. the thing for for cardiac problems. It's going to cure you, save your life and everything else. But tomorrow it's dangerous because it's low in this or that or the other, and it's going to give yeah. you kidney failure. Absolutely. But I, I'd, like, I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about um, when you said at the beginning about um, uh, 
you are your own destiny. You you lead the way. You you manifest your own reality. And I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about what that says about um, reality. Well, in my opinion, there are more than one. There is more than one reality. The one reality is the reality we see, isn't it? The physical world around us, the world we create around us. Because at the end of the day, we choose who our friends are. We choose where to work. We choose where to live. Right, we choose. But, but you, you, I mean, you're absolutely correct. But but the physical reality, right? Uh, we, we, you know, we're, we're we're immersed in physical reality. Okay, you look around; everything's kind of solid and and uh, dense, and and that's where we live the vast majority of our life, right? In this physical reality, but we're talking about here how thoughts can kind of impact that physical reality and make it Absolute. malleable. Absolutely, every thought we have has the power to change our reality. But how is that possible? Well, if you think about it, if you're in a job and you're unhappy with the job and you want to change job, but the job opportunity that you're looking for is somewhere else, immediately you, you, you're putting yourself in a different time and place, aren't you? You're entering... You haven't got the job, you haven't applied for the job, but already your mind is somewhere else. If the job, for example, you're in California, so say the job is in Italy. Right. Before you even apply for the job, you're already in Italy with your thoughts. Right, yeah, yeah. So, and maybe in your mind you've already created this image of, oh, if I worked in Italy, then I could rent a little quinta with a... You know, with a vineyard or I could start right. producing my own wine. And you've created this whole scenario in your head. And this is a completely different reality going on. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, as, if, it's as if you're, you're kind of like when you go into a meeting or when you're meeting – you're you're, 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 some kind of dialogue is about to take place. If in your mind you imagine the outcome – of that meeting and you imagine the dialogue and how people are going to interact and what you're going to say and you imagine it and play it out in your head like a movie, you'll find, or rather I found that by doing that, when you actually go into that meeting and do it, the events will play out very, very close to, if not exactly to the way you've imagined it before it took place. Yeah. That's wonderful when that happens, isn't it? But how is that possible? Well, it depends whether you want to talk on a, you know what happens with me? I am always, actually, my friends always take the mickey out of me because I'm, when I take the car into town, I always find a parking space. Now, being the kind of person I am, I kind of, you know, say, angels, can I have a parking space, please? <laughs> please let me have a parking space. <laughs> and, and as and by miracle, provided. when I turn up, there is a parking space. Yeah. <laughs> now, for those who are not into angels and not into asking favors from them for parking, you might want to say that you already you emit into into the universe frequencies. Thought, I mean, thoughts are just frequencies, aren't they? They're electrical impulses. Mm -hmm. So you're sending these electrical impulses out into the universe and the universe is responding. And if, you know, being a Reiki master, I can even take this one step further. If you're in a room full of people, you can actually manipulate 
the way those people are feeling. You know, have you ever walked into a room and you felt really depressed because everybody, you know, the atmosphere is so heavy, it's horrible. Right, right. And then all of a sudden you, you, you have this idea to crack a joke and because you're, you're feeling completely loose and, you know, loosened up compared to everybody else and you crack this joke and all of a sudden you change the complete atmosphere, you, just the one person. Yeah. Changes the whole atmosphere in this room. Right. It's because you're emitting certain frequencies, certain energy that then influences other people. Hmm. Okay. All right. So wh where do you want to go with this? What, what's, what's the next step? Well, actually, as we were talking about thoughts, I thought we could talk about um, a little bit about negative and positive inner dialogues. Okay. Because if you think about it, we're the one person we spend most of the time during the day talking to. <laughs> True. Because we constantly have these thoughts going through our heads all the time. Yeah. You know, we're thinking about something or other constantly. And, but, but in most, a lot of people I've noticed nowadays, uh, especially in this economical climate and political climate and everything, people are getting more and more depressed and people are getting more and more inward rather than outward in the sense that they're closing a little bit into themselves. They're not afraid of human interaction, but it's almost like there's a little bit of a standoffishness, but not in a nasty sense, not in a, in a perhaps voluntary sense, but the, people are becoming a little bit more closed off from other people. And, you know, when I talk to people, they, they, they say, oh, yes, but, you know, this is that and that's the other. And especially young people, they don't see any future, you know, the, the economical crisis and we can't do this and we can't do that and we don't have a job and we're unemployed and all these negative things. But this in actual fact is when we start saying negative things to ourselves in our minds because of what's going on around us. We're letting the environment, uh, the physical environment interfere with us you know instead of thinking oh well yeah you know there's a crisis but never mind hey i'll make the most of this time i'll i'll better myself you know i'll do some extra studying i'll do whatever i can and yeah i you see where i'm coming from right people don't have these positive thoughts when there's a lot going on around them that's negative in their environment don't you find that have you spoken to people and you found that yeah yeah absolutely um yeah i mean uh, the news that's why a lot of people don't don't watch the news because oh it's so depressing, you know it just brings me down. So I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch television. It's just, you know, it's just, so there's all these these external influences designed purely to to emit fear and to kind of you know disconnect you from yeah, from what's going on. Absolutely, and then but more than, more more so than that, I find that the biggest influence we were saying about people being influenced by beliefs that aren't their own because of other people. And I think that a lot of people stop themselves from doing things at certain times in life because other people say that they, they couldn't mm. or, you know, they're not good enough to. And then that turns into an internal dialogue whereby the person starts saying, yeah, uh, maybe I can't, maybe I'm too old, maybe I'm too ugly, maybe I'm too short. And they start having these negative thoughts in their head until they actually convince themselves that they can't. They talk themselves out of what they originally wanted to do, and eventually their dream is completely destroyed. Right. Now, 
you know, I, I had a conversation the other day with a friend of mine who was saying, you know, there's a possibility that he could lose his job because of the situation here in Portugal. And I kind of said, well, not all bad things happen for bad reasons. Maybe this is the time out that you need to do whatever it is you want to do. And, you know, when Portugal comes out of the crisis, you'll be ready. You'll be there in the forefront. Yeah. Because we have to remember that people get fired during times of crisis because they, you know, companies have to let them go because there's not enough funds. But crises don't last forever. So when we come out of the economical crisis, there's going to be a demand for skilled personnel. Mm. And, you know, where are these skilled, where are these people going to be? Yeah. Well, it's, it's not just, you know, when, when you say your friend is, you know, scared of losing his job, he's not necessarily scared of losing his job. He's scared of losing his income. Yeah, I think it's the income, it's the security, right. it's, it's the not, safety net, isn't it? I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, most people, you know, they're they're working in jobs that either they tolerate or they actively don't like, right? Um, and, and they're doing them only because, you know, well, hey, you know, I got bills to pay, I got a life to lead, I, and I need to, you know, get from A to B as far as you know financially. Um, they're not involved in these professions because they're passionate about it or they love it or it's, it's um, you know, uh, it's who they are. They're doing it because they have to. So losing the job is not losing the job. The job might be – losing the job might be an enormous relief. It's uh, losing the paycheck. That's the pain. Yes, yeah, very much so. But um, in this particular case, my friend actually does love – his job. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right because basically what you're saying, you know, whether it's the paycheck or not, it, it, it's the security of it, yeah. isn't it? Because if you're a, if you're a family man with children right. and what have you, then obviously you're going to be worried about what's going to happen to your family, what's sure. going to happen to the children and all these things. Now, in a lot of cases, the older we get, the more reluctant we are to move out of our comfort zones. Right, right. Um, at which point, I mean, I've had to change my life so many times, you know, I've had to invent myself and reinvent myself so many times just to stay afloat, you know, um, I've gone from one profession to another to, to survive. It doesn't really, you know, bother me that much. But what, what I'm trying to say is that Instead of getting depressed about what's going on in the environment, we should see what we can take from this to actually improve ourselves to be ready mm -hmm. for when things are better right. and not let ourselves have these internal dialogues whereby we're, we're thinking, oh, but we can't and we won't. and we. It, there is always a way. There's always a, a little... Why, why, do you, light. why do you think we have these internal dialogues, though? If, if you say, you know what, I'm... I'm interested in this. I'm passionate about this. I think I could do this really well, but... And then you start in with, well, I, you know, like you said, I'm too old, I'm this, I'm that, I'm blah, blah, blah. Why? Why are we having that, that, that internal debate? I think it's because we, again, because of these belief systems that we have. You know, when, when you're a child... And you dress up, I don't know, like a princess or like Batman and you try and jump off a, <laughs> a table or something. You know, there's always a, a careful parent there, a watchful parent saying, don't do that. You know, you're right. going to 
break your neck or um, go and get changed, you look ridiculous or, <laughs> you know, there's always something when we're growing up that is said to us that is negative. Now, it may not seem that way, but that may have a subconscious impact on us, sufficient Uh, a sufficient subconscious impact on us to make us believe that in some way we're not adequate enough. And so we acquire these insecurities maybe. Could it also be something to do with um, the comfort zone? The comfort zone has a lot to do with it. The older we get, the the less, the more reluctant, sorry, we are to move out of it. You're You're locked in. Things are not really great, but then again, they're not really bad either. Yeah, they're just cruising along, yeah. so why should I move? Why should I take risks? I mean, right. if we move out of the comfort zone, that means we're putting ourselves out there that we have to take a risk. We're taking a chance. Sure. Which, which could go either way, right? It could be amazing or a nightmare. Absolutely. But people are afraid of failure as well. They don't want to fail. Yeah. In fact, people will put the cart before the horse. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I've spoken to people... Um, over the years, and they all say to me, oh, if I was your age, I'd probably live in Madeira too. And I, I kind of like say, well, you were my age once. Why didn't you come and live in Madeira? <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, or they could, they could do me, it right now. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll say to me, oh, well, you know, the children and yeah. the family, and I understand that. That's sure. perfect. That's perfectly okay. And then I'll say, well, you know, you could do it now. Oh, no, I'm too old now. Too old now. Set in my ways. Why? Yeah, why? Why? What? What? what who on this planet invented the law that age has anything to do with anything? Right. What we're talking about here, too, is growth. Absolutely. Right? We're talking about um personal growth, which is, I mean, one of the reasons why this show is called The Journey Inward is is because we're going to talk about that in this and future shows is the, you know, to, to, to I, th- I think the growth really means learning who you really are to question, you know, why do I believe this? Why do I think that? Who am I? What am I here for? To have these questions and I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I think most of the people I've met in my life, not all, obviously, but most don't have the, that kind of dialogue. And, and if they do, it's, it's, it's fleeting. Absolutely. Do you know, I, I don't think that 90%, actually that's being kind. I think 99.9% of the population doesn't know themselves. Yeah. Uh, and when I say doesn't know themselves, I'm even talking about basics, like whether they prefer porridge or cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm saying that there are a lot of people out there who eat food just because their parents taught them to or the teacher taught them to or because right. it's been a habit. Yeah. They don't actually really know if they actually like that food or not. But because it's become such a habit over the years, they just, just fall into that habit and they eat that yeah. food. Right. I mean, oh, and it's, over, over the last maybe 10, 15 years, one one of my main things that I've, I've learned or taught myself is um, to kind of question my belief system, question my worldview, right? Why do I think this? Why do I believe that? Is it valid? Absolutely. And more people should do that. But, but people most people do. don't. Because, no, they don't even because think about it. Because I think most people don't for a number of reasons. But the main reason is, is that it's kind of scary, it is because it means that you have to confront yourself. You have to confront your whole history, your past, your ancestry. 
you know, you're almost going back through the generations and questioning everything in your entire family, you know, because your parents' beliefs probably came from their grandparents, their grandparents' belief probably came from their great-grandparents, and you're talking a whole lineage being Mm. questioned. Right. But we forget that the context that they were living in, you know, the environment they were living in, the context of the belief within the environment that they were living in, we forget that maybe those generations were much more superstitious than the generations, uh, than our generation. Uh, perhaps relationships were different in those days. We have all these factors that we we don't even consider. We don't even, you know, it's that way and it's that way. It's always been that way and we're going to believe it's that. And that's the end of it. Mm. Yeah, well, let me ask you, Venerina, when, when was it that you started to kind of question things and wake up? Was it when you were uh, a lot younger or fairly recently or... Oh, uh, I'd say it's when I nearly died, really. Um, actually, I did die. I, I died for a few few seconds or minutes. I'm not sure. Um, but yes, I had a near-death experience that, uh, that woke me up, funny enough. Um, because, uh, well, the story is in 2002, I was out doing some mountain trekking. And uh, basically, I fell 200 meters off a mountain. And when I woke up, I was... Um, I was covered in, uh, well, I was kind of very long story short. You don't want the details. Um, but <laughs> when I, when I recovered from this, yeah. I kind of thought, well, why did I survive? You know, people fall 20 meters, they fall 10 meters, five meters, they die. I fell 200 and I woke up. I got up. You, you got know, up? Why did I survive? Why, what, what is the purpose of me being here? Right. So and at that point that you started, started questioning. Oh, that, that, that started me questioning everything. And, okay. and the worst thing is that when I started going through this phase of questioning, I, I, I was angry. I found that I was extremely angry and I had to get all this anger out first. And then I realized that I was one of those 99.9% of the population who didn't know whether she liked scrambled eggs or fried right, eggs. Yeah. And in the end, I found out that I don't really like eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, well, why am I eating them? And then I thought, well... You know, maybe because everybody else does, because, you know, my parents used to give me eggs. Or, yeah, you, know, you go out, you might have an omelette. There are eggs in an omelette. <laughs> you know, and it's all these things that then you weave them together and then you start questioning. And it's, well, why do I believe that? All my life I was brought up to, to fear um, anybody who is different. So uh, we used to, you, you, you're not allowed to talk to, you know, Moroccan people, because in Sicily, they were the people selling stuff on the beach and they were vagrants and blah, blah, blah. That's not true. You know, and talking to them, you eventually find out they're really nice people. They've got a really sad story and they're, they're trying to just trying to send money home to their families. Yeah. Not vagrants at all. And then, you know, and it's, uh, how can I say it? Before I went to work in the Middle East, People kept saying to me, oh, you won't be allowed out. You can't wear a skirt. You can't show your wrists, you know. Oh, they'll kill you out there, women out there and this and that. It was nothing like that. I got to the Middle East and I was treated like a queen. Yeah. In fact, I spent, you know, 18 months almost working in the Middle East and I loved every single second of it. There was nothing that that restricted me or I didn't get arrested. Um, yeah, the, the, the perceptions of other countries are, are, are mainly, you know, created for the media. I know, I know that before I moved to the United States, before I moved to Los Angeles, 
Um, you know, there were all these movies like Boys in the Hood and all the gang violence and craziness. And the perception I had of, of L.A. was that it was like this madhouse with like, you know, drug dealers and drive-by shootings every three seconds. And then you come over here and it's like, well, it's it's not like that at all. But but that's the perception, you know. Now, let, let, I mean, let's, let's, let's not be let's be real here. I mean, you know, drive-bys and drug deals and th- that does happen. But the way it's presented in the media is like, you know, it's 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 three feet from where I'm standing, right? You know, it, it, it's just not like that at all. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? your, your perception is created by by media, by news and movies and. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and this is where the beliefs come from, because a perception is nothing more than a little seed that's being planted in someone's head. That seed then, as we know, because the human imagination is, is fantastic, isn't it? So that's been created then into a scene, and then we see another little snippet, which is another seed, and then we plant the seeds together and we grow this melon, and then the melon blows into this huge Hollywood movie in our head. <laughs> and before we know it, we have this concrete belief because we 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 read about it or we saw it on the news and and so therefore it's it must be true yeah it's got to be true you know so let's get back a little bit to knowing yourself though of of learning about who you really are this is an this is something that you're not going to figure out tomorrow this is something that's going to take you uh years if not your entire lifetime um, is trying to figure out, you know, what's what's really who you really are, what's really going on. This continual journey inward, looking inward to yourself, and that's where the big adventure really lies. Um, throughout my life, I've I, the, the only the, the best way I can describe it is like at certain periods in my life, um, uh, veils were like removed from from my eyes. Um, when I look back at myself in my 20s and my 30s, I, I, I feel like I was living in, in a fog. And I was everywhere I went, everyone I talked to was, was foggy. Everything was like I was in a mist continually where I, I didn't really see or know what was really going on. And gradually as I started thinking and, and wondering about this and really the, the, the mist got thinner and thinner and thinner and I could see things more clearly and even though I've been doing that for like you know for a while the mist is still there it's not it's not gone by any means it's 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 still very prevalent in my life but but it has dissipated a little mm. yeah but i i think it, we need to also remember that people who people who who start to question things i like to call them people who are awake the awakened uh, the awakened people. And I think that people who question things are also subject to extreme change because now we see a flexibility in beliefs. When we start to question where a belief comes from and we discover that that belief is not ours and that it's actually not true to our reality, even though it may have been true to somebody else's reality, we start to change and we start assimilating new bits of information and we start changing our thought patterns because of that new uh, snippet of information. And we do, as, as a whole, everything changes within us. So just when we think we, we're getting to know ourselves, we have this 
huge array of possibilities that are, are new. Um, am I making sense here? No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's to to go down this path to continue the journey inward. It's 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 very very scary um, when when you start learning about yourself and you start really thinking. Uh, you, you you start to see things which you didn't see before, um, and in, in a way, it's good. I mean, I myself, I, I myself, I, I found uh, uh, barriers um, which I'm still trying to work through into how I live my life. And before, I, I mean, I, I see these barriers, I feel them, and I'm trying to understand them. I'm trying to understand why they're there, and I'm trying to push past them. But ten years ago. These barriers were still there, but I didn't even know they existed. Absolutely. And when we start doing soul searching, it's not just nice things that we find when we start looking really deep into our personality, into our character and the way we are. And if we really want to know ourselves, we have to open up as well to the things that are not nice about ourselves and... We all have them, sure. but we all choose to ignore them and we all choose to hide them because we could be afraid of others' judgments about us. Mm. We could be afraid of repercussions, uh, you know, but every one of us has negative aspects of, of our character, but th- the only way to overcome them and the only way to to be a better person and to discover more about yourself is actually facing them. Yeah. It doesn't matter how ugly right. it is. You can, you can forgive yourself. That's what forgiveness is for. As long as you're not going out killing yeah. people. I, I, you know? I found that you, 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 first you have to discover that they're there because for the vast majority of our lives, we don't. We're, we're just living the repercussions of these, these barriers, these things. We don't even know that the barrier is there. Uh, then when you discover when you discover that it's there, the next step to break through it and move past it, or, or to grow from it, is to try and understand why it's there. Absolutely, right? absolutely. And, uh, and that, you know, I that, think that's where I'm at right now. Is like I've discovered these barriers, these levels in my life. Um, I know them. I see. It's like looking at the face of your enemy. It's like I know you now. I, I know what you look like. Now it's I, amazing, now I need, it? now I need to find out why you are here in my life and where you came from, and I know that once I discover that, then I can just push it aside and move forward. Absolutely, it's it's amazing, isn't it? When you can when you can label something, you can actually then put it in its own little box, close the box, and file the box. Yeah, yeah. When you don't know what it is, you you don't know what you're dealing with, and it has power. So you. you've got the fear. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's got a power over you. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, perhaps we should wrap it up for this week yeah. and um, ask, our que- ask our viewers, uh, ask our listeners our viewers, even. Yeah. <laughs> to they're think they're about, watching us know. too. Sorry? <laughs> they're watching us too. <laughs> yes, they're watching us from up above. Yeah. <laughs> That's another story completely. Yeah. Perhaps we should, uh, yeah, get our listeners to ask themselves who they are, you know, sure. and or and think about their beliefs and where they came from and whether those beliefs are an absolute mm. or whether they're just a, a conditioned, imposed belief that can be changed. And if it can be changed, how could they change it? 
and uh, yeah, just give them something to think about until next week. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, this, this is our first episode. It's our first uh, uh, try at this. Um, I think that over the, the next few episodes, we're really going to cover a wide variety of topics, uh, you know, belief, religion, everything that encompasses what spirituality, spirituality. Yeah. What, everything that encompasses the journey inward. Absolutely. So all we can do is say thank you very much to our listeners and don't forget to check us out at mindsetcentral.com. And any final words, Gareth? No, that that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll be back uh, very soon. Excellent. Thank you very much. Bye.